Hi there, and welcome to episode 127 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Bryan, Flatpak Furniture Master, and as usual, I'm joined by Dr. Alex Connor, Master of Communicating with Birds over in Munchen, and also the woman who's not yet mastered how to eat without spilling food down herself or choking, Mrs. ADHD. Alex, hi. Are you trying to say Munchen? Good <laughs> God. Munchen? Incredible. <laughs> Uh, Sam, hi. Hello. Short and sweet. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> a reminder that we started the podcast as a game to see if James could write a sentence properly. He couldn't. But now we do a second yeah. episode every week because it is a beat. It really oh, is. James, me. is it a beat? This this isn't going away, is it? This no. is not going away. It's a real beat. It's a real beat. I think it's the, it's the worst one I've done. Anyway, thanks for that. Uh, yep, yeah, this interrupted wank of a podcast is also a tragedy in three parts. We'll discuss how the week between podcasts has been from our perspective as people. Interrupted wank? Yes. <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine it's frustrating and embarrassing to have a wank interrupted. Um, yeah. So I didn't think I'd have to explain that one, but fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll also answer some questions from our community, so post them to us on the socials or the discards, and we are setting up a new system for putting uh, questions and testimonials in, which we'll talk about at some point. And then we'll talk a bit more about the theme of this week's podcast, which was ADHD and decision-making, why some of us chose it. One of us definitely didn't, because she has no editorial (laughs) control, and how we feel about it. So as always, I'll ask you two how your week was, and theoretically, no one will ask me, but then Sam will ask me. So... Sam, how was your week? I think it's been good. I can't really remember any of it. We went to Ikea. That didn't go James. I have to touch everything in the shop. I get overwhelmed by everything. I lost my drink. I lost James. Someone gave me (laughs) unrequested peas. We finally decided on a comfortable chair for James's office. And then I hadn't thought about the fact that he said, oh, now you'll be able to... um, have the chair back in your office and I was like what I hadn't I'd only just got used to my office without the chair and then I had to think about it with the chair in again so I completely lost it in Ikea because I was I was not prepared for that unexpected change it was all somebody fine gave me requested peas unrequested, unrequested peas. <laughs> and now I'm currently United. designing a pulley system to hoist my bean bags up to make room in my... is that a euphemism no, no, Alex. No, Alex, it's not. <laughs> I've, I've hoisted my beanbags a couple of times. Got interrupted. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the only thing I can remember that's happened this week. We went to Ikea. What about you, James? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, those that watch whatever it's called, ADHD Towers or whatever, might not have seen this yet. I'm not sure. But I've, I've had... Uh, insomnia and I, st- I really stopped sleeping at like almost at all to the point where I was down to about half an hour a night and because my sleep does cycle I thought oh it's just a bad sleep cycle and then it kind of hit me that oh hypomania baby and it wasn't just the lack of sleep which is a very common characteristic of, of hypomanic episodes or symptoms it was just desperately wanting to speak to people and do things even Alex scrolling down whatsapp 
and looking for some unread messages. And normally anything below the first page is fucking dead to me. But I was even looking for ways at five in the morning, at three in the morning, staying up till, well, not staying up, just, just constantly staying up, redesigning my website, doing tasks, wanting to do all of the drugs, which obviously isn't any different to, to most days. And then having that explosion in Tesco at the poor woman because I was doing the shopping and wanted to self scan and it and it, the fucking scanner wouldn't come out and I went to and said yeah this, this, and no one could get them out and loads of people were doing this and she just went oh yeah it probably just needs a charge love and I just, I just lost it and started getting to that stage of hypomania where aggression and paranoia and vindictiveness can kick in and I had to fucking have a word with myself it, it's different from an inappropriate emotional response it was it was I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it because it is a horrible thing to say. It was bad, and um, fat crabs are back, and they're ruling my life. It's fucking horrible. I have to have two baths a day to, for the heat to soak my arthritic spine, and the fat crabs are more active in water, and therefore the itching I've got is fucking. Maybe insane. your skin's dry because you're having two baths a day. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't moisturize it because maleness, I suppose. Um, Alex, how was your week? Fat crabs. <laughs> this is funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, I'm I'm relatable in general. I think we can all agree on that. And I, uh, I got so addicted to online chess that I've had to uninstall the app. Yeah. I'm I'm again too cool in a way, aren't I, James? Like James Dean. <laughs> so while I'm drinking, you know, alcohol-free gin and tonic, I'm uninstalling the chess app because I'm addicted to playing chess. <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, I understand that. I think yeah, everybody I mean, really, like really, that. really bad. Yeah. Like, like I can, I could lose easily three hours, and then look up, and it's you know two in the morning. And I can't. I've got to get up in three hours, and awful, awful, awful. I hate that when you've got a really good game. I can literally just sit up all night playing it. Yeah, I, I can't. It's dopamine, isn't it? It, it, it replaces. Yeah. And and my problem is what I don't particularly like it. I don't enjoy it. it makes me angry, mm. and I do it anyway because of reward. It's the gambling thing. So I have uninstalled it when well I realised it was causing a relationship problem. Fair enough. Well done. Yeah. Anything stupid, you two? Uh, oh, Sam, obviously you answer a completely different question usually, <laughs> but what stupid thing have you been doing that you were supposed to be doing? Samantha, I was supposed to be enjoying my annual leave last week, but I spent oh, the God. entire time working for the charity instead. Oh, <laughs> and I still haven't caught up with everything. I forgot Lazy. I was supposed to be meeting James at the shops <laughs> on my way home from picking my car up because I didn't have my house keys. I still haven't found my house keys. Um, but I forgot and went straight home instead. But luckily, I'd left the back door open and the door keys in the garage <laughs> door, so it was fine. I could get in anyway. I started filling my car with premium unleaded again for the second time, I think, in two weeks. Luckily, I realised after I'd put about five litres in, but those five litres cost me £875,000. <laughs> and I'm in a lot of debt already, so it's problematic. What about you, James? I mean, I, I, Ikea really is, is the thing, isn't it? I, 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 you know, I, I, when I do these talks, you know I do talks, don't you, Al? Oh, your little talks? Yeah, but I'm restarting yeah. them again soon. One of the things that I show in the talk is is the very first diagnostic criteria for inattentiveness is making careless mistakes or lacking attention to detail. And obviously with IKEA um, instructions, they're pictorial, if that's the right word, aren't they? They're, they're not often not written. 
and yeah. therefore I that's not a way I learn well. I don't learn well from here's a picture of two things being kind of with arrows pointing them together and some screws. That that does not work for me. But it didn't help that this particular pamphlet of instructions was entirely in the wrong order. Started on page two, then went to page five, then six, then three, then eleven, then nine, then four, etc. So obviously that didn't help. But again, just like when I, I'm now sitting next to the chest of drawers with the feet on top because I did it upside down, I was like, I am going to get this right. It's a lovely chair now. It's built. It's it's something that's really going to help my back. And I just got it all wrong. Everything. The, the sides like on you. the wrong sides on the wrong side, the wrong screws, which then you've got to unscrew. Then I thought I'll double down because I've got more IKEA stuff. I bought a glass fronted door for the one of the cabinets that's got books in. And I thought, well, I'll just take out the old door because it's the same size, put it in. No, the hinges are at different levels. So I then had to take the whole of the insert of that part of the cabinet out. The backs aren't connected. They slide out. So when I pushed it back too far, it slid down and we had to crawl down the back of that. Just everything, fucking everything. It was six hours of getting Ikea wrong. Do you put music on when you're doing this? Uh, I did have some music on, yeah. Benny Hill, the theme tune, largely. <laughs> Is that because anyway, you're chasing women? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, not in a nice way. Is there a nice way? Alex, what about you? <laughs> not, not in Woke 2023, the Woke Arati ruining how we chase women nicely. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, yeah. One thing is I've been worrying about my son who's decided to go on holiday. I mean, to that famous pair of holiday destinations, Moldova and Albania. That's where he's on holiday for some holidays. Wow. Yeah. He's having a whale of a time, apparently. Loving it. And it's much more... Yeah, I, it sounds terrifying. The other thing is... <laughs> you know your pictorial problems with Ikea? So, obviously, mm. this morning I was booking tickets for the Barbie film. And Lisa showed obviously. me, <laughs> you know, obviously. And Lisa showed me the seat plan picture with all different coloured seats and images. And honestly, before mm. this uh, podcast, I think I would have gone, "Oh, yes, good." What, what do you think? And now I went, I don't know what that means. Like <laughs> she might as well have been showing me a raw shark test. You know, one of those. I, I've never. I don't. I don't know what any of this means. And the idea that ADHD is a learning difficulty, I think, is really mm. true, because there's, we've all got things we don't get. It's just you can't mm. say we all have the same one. But my God, if I don't understand something, it's completely baffling. And this, these are designed, aren't they, to help people, normal people? Oh yeah, I think find mm. that really helpful. I really like think, them. Yeah. Lisa, For any of them, this side's the screen. And I'm like, oh, that does help. <laughs> and then, and I'm like, so what's white and, and red and blue and pink? And she went, um, white means you can't have that seat. And I, I'm not sure why. I can't comprehend why. Because <laughs> it's already been booked. Was... Yeah, but how, why would white be different to blue? I did, like, my brain doesn't work It has work a key. It has a key. It tells That's you. That's what she it's said. It, you're not going to gonna... look at it. Yeah, you're not going to teach him how to, how to um, accept. I, I know I get the fact that you, for you, yeah. it's very clear. And I kind of get it, although sometimes struggle. But clearly, Alex's brain, what's left yeah, of it? It's that sort of thing. I, I, the plans for things like that, I don't get. It's James's oh, no, I love them. 
Hmm. Specifically plans in theatres? Yeah. No, no, not spe- plans for anything like building plans. Any I, I love oh, no. any. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, when you've got the like. Uh, uh, Blueprints. Yes. I love those. No. I Max. cannot comprehend them at all. I love them. I love them. <sighs> Horrible. Yeah. So that that's what I've been doing. Absolute nightmare. Well, thanks for that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> No one's going to give you shit for that. There's not going to be a meme. Thanks for that bake, is there? But if if I'd said thanks for that bake, then immediately on Discord, people would be saying, well, thanks for that bake. I was bake. jumping ahead to break. Thanks for that, both. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in part two with questions and thoughts from the adult ADHD UK community. And that really is the beats. Oh, for fuck's sake. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Welcome back to episode 127 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. This is one of those Friday Thursday ones that doesn't make any sense. As always in part two, we're taking questions from the community, mostly on James's Discord, because it really is the beats, uh, but also at X. Is it X? Twitter? God knows. Who knows? Uh, But uh, threads and Instagram and tickety talks pigeons <laughs> sam loves pigeons all that are you ready for a question you want a question i know yeah, you do. i love that yes. i'd love it yeah first one's from jane kirkwood it says hi mrs adhd james and alex i have a kind of silly question for the podcast there's an upside downy face in there but i don't know how to say it and then there's a uh another face Thinker. i don't Thinker. i can't read Thinker. Thinker. emojis Thinker. I don't think this is a silly question at all. It's a clever question. Have Mm. there been studies Mm. to determine what actually makes up neurotypical brains and how they come to the conclusion that those brains are in the majority in populations? Then, have they done direct comparison studies with neurodiverse and other brains? Question mark. Sorry if it's a really daft question. I love that. An actually complex Mm. neurological question as a daft question. Suppose they must have done, but how else would they be able to come up with all those different diagnoses? Just my brain off on one of many jaunts. Really, really great, great question. Mm. Um, Sam? Oh! I'm so sorry. <laughs> Pauline just jumped up on my knee. Um, oh! <laughs> and it was the just fear a of having to explain neuroscience. No, I no. I mean, too. obviously, there is a fear. I, I presume that they have done scans and they know roughly. I mean, everybody's brains are different, but I once did a study actually where they had to scan my brain. So I presume that they compared it to something else and they must have had an idea what it should look like or what they wanted it to look like. Uh, James? Um. Alex, can I leave the neurotypical brain bit to you? Because I like how you describe that. Is that okay? And okay. I'll do a, a bit now. What I would yeah. say is that the, we, there is a, like 200 years of brain anatomy study, right from kind of embryos up to adults. You know, in the past, a lot of that would have been done not very ethically, body snatches, taking dead people to doctors, etc. And what we know is that the the typical structure, for example, although remember we are all neurodiverse, so brains aren't generally all the same, the typical structures um, of the brain are well known. Now, the problem with uh, telling the difference between an ADHD brain or a neurodivergent brain and a brain that is not neurodivergent is that it's really expensive to scan brains nowadays. The best methodologies 
need equipment that you know that costs three million pounds you know the kind of functional magnetic resonance imaging and and positron emission tomography scanners these are the best ways of working out not just the structure but the activity of a brain and therefore when scientists do a study often it will be 20 people with a neurodivergent disorder and 30 people without now statistically that is not enough to generalize to all of a group so what you'll find is there are loads of studies that will say this brain area yeah that's different this brain area yeah that's less active this brain area and that brain area they're not as well connected in neurodivergent brains but none of them yet apart from possibly one are big enough so we can say there's an objective test that's a, the brain of somebody that's neurodivergent the biggest one which I think we have mentioned which alex uh, dis- discovered and shared with me was this neural pruning one because that was 1500 people where they found that neural pruning is this process by which by adolescence any ner- any nerve connections in the brain that aren't needed are cut off they're pruned a bit like pruning a hedge but that mm. doesn't happen in people with ADHD. So there are inappropriate connections between areas of the brain. And that's a really big study, but they are lacking. So that's the ADHD bit. Al, neurotypical it's bit? It's worth adding, I think, that there's also overlap. It's not just one part of the brain. Mm. So there's overlap. So you'll have people who are definitely not ADHD, mm. where one part of the brain looks just like ADHD, but they're not affected. Whereas yeah. the rest of them is, is inverted commas normal. So there's and I guess no, we've all got different things as well, haven't we? We've all got different exactly. so every brain is gonna look different, isn't it? Sorry and to interrupt you. No, it's exactly that's the point. That last phrase is probably what we could answer for this whole thing. Every brain looks different. Mm. If you measure mm. the numbers as is so far from normal parameters that it's measurable, but not in the same way. So, and this is the phrase, the diagnosis of ADHD is never made based on scans and can't be. Not just because it's expensive, which it is, but because it's not accurate either. So it never is. The other thing is there is no neurotypical brain. There's no such thing. If you're massively tall, it doesn't make everybody else exactly the same height. Mm. And with the brain, it's like that times a thousand. If Mm. with ADHD characteristics, you're an outlier, so massively tall for those three, it doesn't mean everybody else is equal for those three. They're all over the place. There might be even effectively taller than you for one of them, but there are the ones that are normal, so they're not affected. And ADHD is broadly a social diagnosis as well, made based on impairment, life damage, the, the money you've got, you know, and, and all sorts of jobs mm. and all sorts of things. So it isn't as easy as that. So really smart question. Really, really well asked. It is. Um, that moves us on to question two from the lovely Patrice um, off of Discord. And I, I like this because I can answer it. Ah, calling all neuroscientists. I'm not a neuroscientist, but I work with them as does Alex. Is there any decent scientific evidence of the role that astrocytes play when it comes to ADHD? So just to explain to people, there are more than one cell type in the brain. Neurons, the, the nerves, there's about, is it 100 billion, Alex? I keep forgetting. Big nerves, estimate, but, but yeah, between 50 and yeah. 50 billion. And but there are other cells which are needed to support the brain function and astrocytes, if you like, are the um, housekeepers of the brain. They help make them the, sure the bodyguards and bouncers. That's a stupid name. Um, they support the nerves largely by providing them with a usable form of energy. The brain, the, the neurons in the brain love carbohydrates glucose for example Mm. um they can exist on uh ketones which is a breakdown product of fats or lipids 
but the brain really functions on glucose, but it cannot metabolize glucose. And the astrocytes metabolize glucose into a different carbohydrate uh, uh, protest alex is going to say not and it's not lactate actually they convert it into lactate that gets shuttled into nerves and then they use that as energy and there is evidence actually that in adhd that system does not work as well so the astrocytes are not able to produce enough energy that is required for the nerves in the brain so there is definitely a role for these other cell types in the brain astrocytes al mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like it very much. Worth pointing out, a third of your brain's mass is thought to be these astrocytes. They're not just a little mm. thing. There's loads of them, absolutely loads. Mm. It's actually what my research team that I work with, we, we work on astrocytes a lot. So quite interesting. Cheers for that, James. Sam, yes, Sam, anything you want okay. to add? No, no, obviously not. Um, question three from what next now? Have we said, You're James, that astrocytes also... Uh, 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 might be involved in attention. That's what you said, isn't it? I obviously, wasn't paying attention. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I so, so that. it seems that astrocytes are involved in overwhelm as well. Yeah. Um, and targeting astrocytes might help with some forms of of overwhelm and attentional maintenance, possibly because astrocytes are involved in noradrenaline production and and activity. Ah, uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, Sam, sorry. Question three from What Next Now? Your comment got me thinking on the dog walk just now. And yay, I took my phone out and made a note so as not to forget. Win. Started to yeah. contemplate whether literally everybody masks, but NT, neurotypicals, I presume, have less of a deviation between their unmasked and masked identities. And a more, more neurodiverse person may be... Oh, I've read that wrong. <laughs> Have less of a deviation between the unmasked and masked identities than more of an ND person, maybe. Obviously, masking is no doubt a black and white thing and very much a diverse thing beyond just keeping quiet. But I guess my point applies to any sort of behaviour. Also, why do I use always use ellipses at the end of sentences despite not having anything else planned to write <laughs> to preempt any cluttering, perhaps? Um, Alex? Um, the ellipses thing, or the, I love the use of ellipses as well. <laughs> like that it might annoy James because he has to pretend he is doesn't it, know what it is. Is it? No, I'm not pretending. Is it three? Is it three dots? Three dots. Yeah, three exactly. dots. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I got one. <laughs> so yeah, good question. The term masking doesn't have a generic meaning, but we tend to use it as the negative hiding of one's entire personality to mm. um, prevent from people getting to know us, and that's not really the same as having using different elements of our real personality in different social environments. I'm, if I'm giving a talk in, you know, in, in a pro professional environment, it's not the same me that's talking mm. to my wife or talking to the kids or, you know, playing sport, but all of those are elements of me, the real me. But in a social situation where I'm uncomfortable, mm. none of them are the real me. I am fully masked up. And then for me, that's the difference between, between, having different elements of my personality, which I think most people do all the time, and actually masking who I really am for fear of when everybody finds out who I am, they will fucking hate me. And it's, will, yeah. it's embarrassing who I really am, which I do in all, situ all social situations. And when I slightly unmask, which I did over the last couple of weeks twice, I made a fucking embarrassing mistake twice, and, and it was horrible. So I, you know, bang, mask comes down. Hmm. Um, what I would say, 
because no one's asked me, is yeah, that mask, masking is the intersection of psychology and sociology. It is, if you like, mm. hiding your natural self to fit in with sociological norms. So that means, yes, everybody does mask. You've only got to look at the pictures on Instagram of people who have the shittest relationships or lives, and you know this because they're friends, but they share She's a picture. right there, James. I know, I know, I know. But they share a picture of, you know, holding hands on the beach, and oh, well, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And yet, you know, but that, but that's not your true self. You're an unhappy person that, that's anxious and stressed and et cetera. We, we all probably, whether we are you know, non-neurodivergent or neurodivergent, at some point, will show an alternate version of ourselves. I imagine, because I've not been on it, on dating apps, which is where Jack Sharp's detective agency comes in very handily because people will 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 obviously, that's a great example of people not representing their true selves for a sociological reason to attract somebody um, to go out on a date. So I think probably everybody at some point will have masked or hidden themselves to fit in with what is considered to be a norm or an expectation. Sam? Yeah, I I agree. I think everybody must have spoken to, I'm quite open about all sorts of things, as you know, and I've spoken to loads of people at work who I would say are, well, they're not neurodivergent, and they, and I've talked about how, you know, I pretend that I'm really outgoing when I'm not, and this kind of thing, and interviews and that kind of thing, and so many of them are like, yeah, I, I do the same thing, and, you know, they, they would pretend to be outgoing when they're not and would hide certain elements of their personality, not necessarily because they're neuro neurodivergent, but they might not be confident and they want to appear to be confident in certain situations or they might have low self-esteem and they want to appear like they're, you know, they're not struggling and that kind of thing. And job interviews, I think, is a classic one. I think everybody surely masks in a job interview. It's really hard. So I think, yeah, everybody does mask, but I think it's different when we talk about masking or ADHD, we are masking to hide our disability, I suppose, and to hide the fact that we can't cope with everyday life. And I think there's a slight difference there, but I think everybody does mask. And also the using the dot, 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 the end of sentences, I do that all the time. And like, even like at work, and I, I don't know why I do it. And I think it's partly because I want people to, I, th I think I want to appear like I'm a bit more relaxed than I am and I haven't really thought about what I'm saying because I think what I'm saying is probably shit and I think if I put two dots, three dots at the end, then they'll think, oh, she's just saying that casually and has just written it quickly. And it, Or maybe they'll think, oh, she's got more to say, but she can't be bothered to say it. I don't know. I think it gives me, I, I'm reading too much into that. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm done now. Fab. Um, well, we'll take a break then because that was exhausting and we'll be back in part three. See you in a bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to episode 127 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, um, where we talk about things. Um, James, what made you choose the last idea for a theme? <laughs> really is um, flawless. 
I mean, it, it is. It's very professional. What, what do you mean, make a decision? Sorry, I uh, accidentally, <laughs> uh, accident, accidentally slipped into Alex there, ding. Um, I don't know. I was tired. Um, didn't have much time. Picked something off the 387 um, subject list and, and went with it. Sam? <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, but I have no editorial rights in this podcast. I didn't even read the script, although I did accidentally put two testimonials in, but didn't actually <laughs> read it. Um, Alex, I think I think one thing is that that a lot of people want support with practical stuff, job stuff, things, procrastination, start and finish groups, and getting stuff done that is really really difficult with for us. And this is a, a good place to start. I think we'll do a lot more of those over the coming months. That's what I think. That was an actual answer. I don't think I've ever answered that question before. <laughs> was there anything you've, you've tip or thought from the theme you forgot to say? Sam, start with you. Do you know, I was just reading what James has put and I, I, I've written down here on my paper something similar because I was going to say I have made so many bad decisions in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can so see many it. Bad decisions. And actually, the consequences aren't that bad. Yes, I gave all my clothes away because I watched Marie Kondo and then I had no clothes and I had to buy new clothes. But it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yes, I've given up jobs for shill jobs where they did an overnight flit and I was left without a job. But it wasn't life-threatening. You know, you, it, it, the consequences aren't that bad. And I can lie awake still all night long thinking, what are the consequences of this? But it, it, it didn't lead to my death or anybody else's death. Actually, other people might have made decisions that did lead to death. So maybe that's not a good top tip. And sorry, um, James, that literally said what you were going to say. Do you want to finish off? Ding. ding. Did you not hear me ding? No. No, remember it with that mic. It's a cardio. No, I've been yeah, doing that yeah. all episode and you can't we haven't heard. It has to be closer to the mic. It's, it'll Again? still filter out. It'll still filter out some. No, nothing. I can I can hear it from you anyway. Wow. That, thank you so much for kneecapping me there and stealing what I was going to say. I would just amend it slightly to say that what I wrote was think back on the decisions you've made in the past, not the big ones. Don't worry about the big decisions, but think about the small decisions. How many of those ended in disaster? Probably almost none. How many of the to brush your teeth or go into the shower decisions led to something that had significant consequences. And, and, and because of that decision as well, not looking. Yeah, exactly. Not exactly. making a decision. I, I missed Father's Day one year because I exactly. literally couldn't decide. Exactly. And, and, it, and, and it does come down to that question, which is something we use in coaching quite a lot, which is what are the consequences of making, mm. of just picking one? Well, yeah. Oh, nothing. I'll, I'll get both shower and brush my teeth. What are the consequences of picking neither? I'll probably sit here for three hours or I won't shower, or I won't brush my teeth. So it's not, obviously, it's not something you could just immediately adopt. But if you think back, those small decisions where you, you did make a decision, whether it's good or bad, they probably didn't have a, a massive detrimental effect on your life. And maybe that's something you can look back on and learn from. Alex? Yeah, well, so one thing I didn't say in the thing is, is, is when you make a decision, make sure that you win doesn't have to be the right one but it does have to be winnable so if you make a decision let's say i'm going to uh clean the house you're definitely going to lose 
because there's no amount of clean the house that can make you a winner there. You're going to feel bad if you make the decision to do one small thing. So if if it's a really good example would be clean my teeth or um, or take a shower. It it doesn't have to be clean your teeth for five minutes. You know, it could be start to clean my teeth, something winnable. And then if you carry on and do more, you've smashed it. But if you just make every task winnable, if it's train the dog, you're going to fail. If it's give the dog three treats for coming towards me in the next 10 minutes, that's winnable. Make make sure every decision isn't a loss. Like a, it, it's so damaging to ADHD personalities if we if we don't have targets that, that where we can win because we just feel like a loser anyway all the time. And some, like James and Sam are, but most of us aren't. Most of us aren't losers. <laughs> That's what I would say. Amazing. Make your decision winnable for you, specific. Excellent. That, unbelievably, was episode 127 of the ADHD Adults, and it was one of the Friday or Thursday, don't know, extra editions that ruin our metrics of the ADHD Adults podcast after Monday's episode on ADHD and decision-making, possibly. If you like this nonsense and want to get involved, do contact us on the socials at the ADHD Adults or Discord or anything else. And please do, because I think we can all agree it really is the beats. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.